Welcome back to the Mind Your Hero podcast. If you listened to our previous episode, which I highly recommend you do before diving into this, especially if you are new to Gene Keys, then you will know that I'm about to introduce an incredible guest, which I am delighted and feel very honored to have had on the Mind Your Hero podcast. Today, I was will be speaking to Randy and Randy is a channel and translator of esoteric knowledge and wisdom to help you unlock your own inner truth. As a 6-2 sacral generator, she has a divine gift of breaking down complex systems such as human design and the gene keys in a way that is easily accessible and can be applied into your everyday life. Randy helps heart-led creators go from people-pleasing and settling for less than they desire to liberating their true creative genius into the world without compromise. You guys are going to absolutely love this episode. We go so deep into so many different topics. I had no idea where this conversation would lead us, but I'm so excited for what we did get to speak about. So without further ado, Please welcome Randy to the Mind Your Hero podcast. Within us all, there resides a hero. We just have to learn how to tap in and unleash the power inside. Kylie Ann Bowers is the founder of Mind Your Hero. And this podcast is the mind foot you need to transform your mindset, manifest your desires, and live a life filled with magic. Each episode inspires you to discover your dreams, and equips you with the tools and courage you need to transform your life. We're so excited to have you here. Thanks for hitting play. Now, let's begin. Hello and welcome back to the Mind Your Hero podcast. I am honestly so excited to introduce you to today's guest, which is the gorgeous Randy Lee, who is, in my opinion, one of the leaders in the Gene Keys like I don't want to say industry because I feel like it's not really an industry but she really is the embodiment of raw authentic truth she owns her story so beautifully I listen to your podcast like religiously which is the uplifting podcast for anybody that would like to go into her world and learn more about the gene key system but so honored that you said yes to me and thank you so much for being on the mind your hero podcast so aloha Randy, thank you Aloha. for being here. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited and what a beautiful introduction. Thank you so much. I feel so seen and recognized. It's such a pleasure. So we generally like to start with three rapid fire questions just to get a little bit of a different feel for who you are and then we'll get to know a little bit more about your story. But if you could have a superpower, what would it be? Hmm. I feel like that's so hard because I feel like, yeah, sometimes these superpowers, sorry, I know this is supposed to be a rapid fire, but I'm like, <laughs> I always feel like there's like these like, like good things that I see that I'm like, mm, maybe I don't want that side of that superpower, like reading other people's <laughs> thoughts. I'm like, mm, no, thank you. But maybe I would like to fly. Actually, I feel like that would actually be fun. I'm going to say that. Awesome. If you could add or change one thing in a school syllabus, what would it be? And I know that that could go on for an entire podcast episode by itself. I know, right? I mean, I feel like I would teach people about their design, you know, like teach people about their unique gifts and how they're designed to make decisions. Beautiful. Love it. And then the last question, how are you your own hero every day or just in life in general? Hmm. 
Yeah, I think it's just really knowing that I'm the source of everything and like it always like bringing that power back to myself and the power I have to create my own reality. I feel like owning that is really how I'm my own superhero every day. Beautiful. I absolutely love that. Thank you for us answering. So I want to get to know a little bit about your story and specifically how the Gene Keys has changed and revolutionized your life. And I know when I came across the Gene Keys, it's taken me a while to truly embody the essence of them and understand them. And I feel, I feel like it was a two-year calling of like slightly showing itself to me, then presenting itself. It's kind of been like this flirtatious encounter. And I know for everybody that does come across this information, there's a very pivotal moment in your life where this information presents itself. So please, can you enlighten us a bit more about your journey? Yeah, I love, I love hearing everybody's stories as well. And how I found the Gene Keys, I actually found the Gene Keys around the same time that I found human design. I was at a mastermind and had you know, been talking about human design at this mastermind and people started mentioning the gene keys. And I was like, oh, what's this? So of course I like bought the big book and opened it to the 54th, which was my life's work and saw the shadow of greed and was like, nope, thank you. (laughs) Not interested. And literally was like, like I read a little bit about it, but I just wasn't ready to take it in. I was just starting with my human design experiment and human design is very, in in comparison to the Gene Keys, I feel like it's very logical. It gives you a lot of facts and like helps you, kind of gives you a structure. And I needed that structure at that time, you know, to, to help restructure my business that was totally out of alignment because that's when I had found human design in the gene keys was like, when my business was just feeling so out of alignment, I had had a lot of success in my business, but it wasn't feeling really good. It was probably because there was a lot of that shadow of greed going on, but I wasn't (laughs) ready to actually really look at that, really dive deep into that. But human design helped me to see other ways, how I was doing things as like a generator that weren't really lighting me up that I was just being told I should do from my mentor and was just, I have an undefined G center. And so I was just really absorbing all of my mentor's identities and wasn't really discovering my own and open throat, picking up on everybody else's voice, using everybody else's voice and not really knowing what I stood for, what my beliefs were, like what my unique gifts were and what I had to offer. I just really felt like I was a carbon copy of every other coach. And I was successful. I had built a six-figure business, but it didn't feel good. And that's when I discovered human design. And so I went deep into human design, understanding all of it. And that was around like 2019 when I dived deep into just attaining all the knowledge. But then 2020 hit and it was like, okay, I'm just taking in all this information, but I'm not actually living it. And so that's when I made the decision when the world kind of changed. I was like, well, I have nothing else to really lose here. Like, let's really see if this is actually what I've been learning about. Like, let's see if this is actually real. 
And when I opened myself up to going to that depth with human design, I felt like it prepared me actually for the gene keys because naturally I was just like becoming more contemplative of, of, you know, what was going on in my world of my own behavior. I really felt like I started to become more of the passenger and to start witnessing things instead of just trying to, you know, act based on this old programming. And that's what really opened me up to the gene keys in a whole new way. And when that happened, it was almost like a cellular awakening where it was like immediately all of this knowledge of the gene keys came online. It was like, I was reading these, these chapters and I was like, I know this. Like, and it was so weird. It was like, so interesting. I think it's my second line body that was just literally like ready for that call. and was like, this is it. And I don't know where the knowledge came from, but it just came online and yeah, it's, it's just changed my life ever since in many ways. I can really resonate with that because I also came across the Gene Keys a few years ago and just really struggled to understand the information. Like I love the way Richard Red writes about the Gene Keys. It's super poetic. And sometimes I still find myself like unpacking it and then I'll go back to the same Gene Key. I'm like, oh, I've just learned a whole new thing that's mind blowing about myself. And then you unpack it more and you unpack it more. And it is, it's, I love the part where you talk about the cellular awakening. It's kind of like your DNA starts to shift. And I really truly believe that it finds you when you are at the most prime moment in your life to truly embody it. Because I'd also, I'd read about my gene keys sometime last year. Again, just kind of discarded it because like you say, it's quite a slap in the face seeing like your shadows and it's out yeah, there so on paper. Right? You're like, no, thank you. <laughs> I'm the victim. No, I'm never the victim. <laughs> um, or psychosis. I've got psychosis quite a few times in my uh, shadows of my charts. And I'm like, I'm not psychotic, <laughs> especially in my Venus sequence, which is all about love and relationships. And it's, it's very hard to look at that. But when I opened myself up and it was actually just after an ego death that I really opened myself up to understanding, embodying and integrating that information, it completely shifted me at a cellular and DNA level, which is just so exciting. And I know that, so I'll say that like, obviously I, I truly believe that you can't really dive into gene keys without human design. And I don't know if you feel differently, but I really do believe that human design gives you such a great foundation and then you can start diving into the gene keys. And what I love about the work that you're doing is, is that you're, you're taking it to different levels and you're taking it to your own interpretation in such beautiful, simple ways. Um, and I really have learned so much about the gene keys through listening to your podcast, but I'd love to talk to you about like where you see the gene keys evolving and going to, because I know that you do a lot of like research or work around the, the codon rings and things like that, which I'm not there yet, but I'd love to know where you see the gene keys evolving and how you view this even evolving humanity with the 2027 shift and things like that. Mm, that's such a big question. Wow. Okay. <laughs> So where do I see the gene keys evolving? I mean, what I love about the gene keys is that it really is a living transmission. Mm. You know, like Richard really sees this body of work as not just his own, which also feels very different from human design. 
Like it feels like it's open to mutation, to evolving, which also like felt very like a permission slip for me because I felt like in human design, there was a lot of ways where I was like very scared to like get it wrong. Like, do I have the information right? Like, am I doing this perfectly? And the gene keys actually allowed me to like loosen my grip around all of that. And so I don't necessarily think that like you need human design information, but I think it can be very supportive in many ways. And it can also, both systems can be limiting in ways if, if we allow it to be. And ultimately what I see it as is the future is really us loosening our grip around these systems and coming back to our own living wisdom and allowing that to be expressed into the world. You know, like I've really started to look at like my relationship with these systems and my sovereignty within that space. Like, am I looking and saying like, do I trust my own inner authority, my own inner truth? Or am I looking for validation through human design and the gene keys to, for my beliefs and for like my decision-making? And that like, ha- that was like a really like, whoa. Cause like my whole business <laughs> is built around these two systems and I love them so deeply, but I also want to like learn to trust my own knowing, my own wisdom, even if it may be something that goes against one of these systems. Like, can I really be sovereign and stand in that own inner knowing, which ultimately I think is what these two systems are leading us back to, is back to ourself and back to our own truth and our own inner authority and our own ability to trust in the power that's within each one of us. I love that. How would you describe your own truth to somebody that might, you know, be living, and we say this with lots of love, because we all start by living in an out of alignment place. And, you know, they feel very stuck in their life, they are searching for purpose. And a lot of the time, people confuse purpose with vocation, they think, I need somebody to tell me my purpose, which is which law degree should I study and which firm should I be working in? And obviously through human design and the gene keys, especially, we learn that purpose is so much more than just a vocation. It's really your truth. And how would you describe what your truth means to somebody? Because I think that go into like the light and the dark of it. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I it comes to what comes to mind is the 28 gene key, which is totally about this like quest for purpose and meaning. And the gift is totality. And I see like our purpose really as embracing the totality of our life. So like your truth, like is really embracing the totality of where you are right now in this present moment. And to trust that like when we actually embrace the full totality of our life, our life knows nothing but evolution, but to evolve, you know, like we can't stop that evolution from, from happening within us as spiritual beings, having a human experience that is that human drive to evolve, to ascend, to rise up. And like, we can't stop that process, but can we actually be 
where we are in each step of that journey. I think that can be the hardest part, right? Because we want to get to some destination. We think that like, when we get there, we're going to be happy. We're going to have, you know, I think ultimately what we think is when we get to a certain place, it's going to be the end of suffering. Like we think it when we get to like the, the six figure business, seven figure business, whatever, like, you know, the perfect relationship, the kids, the fam, like whatever, like that, that thing in the future is that we continue to strive for. We think that that's going to bring the end to our suffering and it can't like it, it only is when we like go within, when we heal this within, when we alchemize it within and, you know, bringing it back to like 2027, I feel like that's what the future is, is like, when we talk about the future and the 2027 being the way of the individual, how I see it is like, we each individually have to do this work to heal these wounds so that we can create this future that's actually built from an open-hearted space rather than from the space of fear and scarcity, which is, you know, when we're searching for purpose, when we're searching for things outside of us, it's, it's driven from that shadow. And that's, that's a beautiful thing, but can we learn to heal that and elevate that into the gift and live from that space? Oh, I love that. I love that. Love that. Um, and I actually just want to talk a little bit more about gate 28 or gene or the, the frequency of 28, which is a gate of struggle in human design, because I think a lot of people fear that struggle and they fear the shadows, even of seeing all of these words popping up and going, Oh, that feels so like it feels so heavy. And, but for me, what I've really learned through the gene keys is to truly embrace the shadow. And I've always said, you know, um, I've come from the background of teaching universal laws and there's a law of polarity, which states that for everything in our universe, there's a polar equal opposite. And you cannot know what light is without knowing darkness. So there's this beautiful polarity. And that's kind of how I view the different expressions of the gene keys from the shadow into the city. Um, so how would you say to a person that is navigating the system for the first time and they are seeing the shadows and they are seeing the highest expressions? Um, because I have my interpretation, but I'd love to hear what your interpretation is of going through that journey and fully accepting it to allowing yourself to be cracked open, to live from this heart-led space as opposed to this ego fear-based lack state. Mm. I think the first thing is to put the word divine in front of each of the shadows. Because when you can do that, like, that's what it's about is like shifting your perspective around the shadow. Because when I saw greed, the shadow of 54, which is my life's work, I thought that I had to get rid of greed. I thought that it was like the worst shadow and I needed to eliminate it. I couldn't let anybody know that it was there that like, oh my God, if people know that this is a part of me, like, what are they going to think? Nobody's going to want to work with me. Like I cannot appear greedy. And that actually became the repressive nature of 54, which is unambitious. I became so unambitious because I was afraid to follow that ambition within me, that drive within me to aspire to something higher. And, And it's needed, the gift of aspiration, it needs greed. Like it it can't actually 
Mm. You know, within the seed of greed is the gift of aspiration and the city of ascension is within that seed of greed. And, in, and it can only start to sprout, it can only start to flower when we actually allow that greed to, to be there, to like germinate, to not like try to repress it or then just react from it. Like the gift is actually found in that middle point in the shadow. So it's like from finding how do we like not repress it? How do we not react from it? But how do we allow it to then become this gift that is rooted in the shadow? Mm. Like the roots are, are the shadow. And then out of that comes this gift that then gets to be of service, you know, gets to then leverage that energy of the shadow in a more open-hearted and creative way you know so like for me that that greed becomes like I said an aspiration to to aspire to more that's not just for myself but actually for you know it's it's a tribal energy for my tribe for my community you know, like it's, it's how do I, how do I get these resources? How do I rise up, not just for myself, but so I can actually truly be of service to my tribe. Oh, I love that. And would you say that just fully looking at your gene keys, it's helped you work from a place of service a lot more. And what are the tangible results that you've seen within your clients and your business from working from that space? Um, just to backtrack a little bit, I loved how you said that we are going to be moving into this, you know, era of working more from heart-led spaces. And I see that shift already starting. Like, I think we're at the beginning of it where people are no longer just looking to a guru, a coach, a mentor for the exact strategy. We starting to realize that there's no one size fits all strategy and it's not a cookie cutter <laughs> approach anymore. We're starting to realize that. So yeah, how has service helped you you and your clients evolve and what are the tangible results there? Mm. Yeah, I think that this evolution is part of the evolution of the emotional solar plexus, you know, for us to actually really be leading from that place of feeling and connection and, you know, knowing that we are interconnected, but still not having to look to an outer authority for that direction, you know, that, like, like you said, the way of the guru, the, 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 like organized religion, all of that is actually going to begin to crumble because it's, it's, a, it's this post, you know, like this cycle of planning, that's what it's been rooted in, you know, and, and that's coming to an end. And that's why we're already feeling that pull to come back to ourselves, to come back to our own inner authority, because that's ultimately going to be, you know, all we all we have moving forward is like really trusting in our own inner authority. And then through that, we can come together in an open hearted way because we're not looking to the outside for validation, for approval, for security. That foundation is within us. And so like, imagine the world that we can create from that space. And that all starts with us individually. Like for me as a six line, it's always been about 
how do I embody this change that I want to see and be that role model that goes first? That's like, okay, I see that this is something that needs to change. I also, um, I'm not sure how familiar your uh, community is about variable, but I have uh, power view and desire motivation. So I'm like literally here to be a leader, to be a change maker, to like ground this change on the material plane. And so I see what's not working. I see where things need to like the direction that we're heading and like how things can be tweaked, where we're putting our energy that is not aligned. And if I'm focused on like, okay, this is what everybody else needs to do. Like, I'm just being a hypocrite. You know, it's like, I need to actually ground it in myself first, be that role model that's like, okay, I see the change that's needed. How do I actually implement this in my business? And that's been the biggest thing since really diving into the gene keys is like my whole business structure has changed. The way that I sell, the way that I structure programs, the way that I price things, my even desire for just accumulating more and more wealth. All of these things have shifted as I have raised my frequency in to look at those places that I didn't before. You know, I used to desire a seven-figure business. That's not what drives me anymore. You know, like, sure, would that be, would I love to have a million-dollar business? Absolutely. That would be something that I could then use in service to the whole. But that's no longer what drives me because I've been down that route of like being driven solely by money. And I've seen what the results are on the other side. And so I, I now am driven literally from a place to just bring this knowledge to other people. And I trust that I get to be supported in that process, but it doesn't have to be from a place of manipulation a place of ego, a place of scarcity. And unfortunately, that's what we see a lot of times, even in this human design space is like, there's still a lot of manipulation in sales, a lot of scarcity, because we haven't looked at our own shit. Yeah, completely. And just on the topic of money, because we talk a lot about money on the Mind You Hero podcast. And um, I actually worked with a food freedom coach last year and she had the saying, so I'm just going to use her reference. And she's like, food is, it's, it's not about the fucking food. And I always say, it's not about the fucking money. If you want more money, it's actually not about money at all. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's really, and I think that's where I really honor the gene key system is that, you know, Richard speaks about how you need your four gifts once you've unlocked your divine wisdom of what you're here to do and how you're here to serve the collective whole you can then go through your, your venus sequence which is obviously working on your relationships and cracking open your heart that's how i see the venus sequence it allows you to be cracked open to lead from that heart-centered place and prosperity will always follow and you know even gate 55 and the charts and all of that it's you you will always be supported and the moment you become this beautiful magnetizing high frequency you don't even worry about money anymore because you know it's always going to come to you and you're always going to be supported so I, I really love that and I think you know just to anybody that's listening you you might I know sometimes people can be like but what do you mean money is not driving you anymore but money will always be 
the outcome of a situation when you stop worrying about it because those that need money need money and go after it I find so yeah that's just what I wanted to add to that and I don't know if you have any further comments on that yeah absolutely and the thing is is we need money in this current time in order to create the change but we have to be coming from a place of not thinking that you know, just accumulating these things, like I said, is going to bring the end to suffering, is going to bring like this future that we're like fantasizing about. It's like, we actually have to ground those changes in our bodies right now. And then, like you said, it gets to be this byproduct, right? And then we get to then be circulating money and again, be coming from a place of overflow, circulating, because we understand that we are interconnected. Right now, this is why we see that like the majority of the world still lives in poverty. And there's some people who have like outrageous amount of wealth that there's no way that they need in like multiple lifetimes. Like, no way. Like and why is that like why like we have the money we have the resources to create the change that's needed in the world right now why isn't it happening because we haven't done our own individual healing and it won't change until we do that and i feel like bringing it to the venus sequence that's what we see is like a lot of times I went through that in my journey where I went from like the activation to the pearl. Cause I was like, I don't need to go through the Venus. Everyone I think wants like, to I'm go good. to the pearl. <laughs> I was like, I'm good. I'm just going to go to the pearl. Like, tell me about prosperity. But again, it was, it was coming from, from the ego. It was coming from greed. It was coming from, you know, not really an open-hearted place. And when I went through my Venus and then went through the pearl again, it was a whole different experience. You know, and I really think that like the, you know, the Venus is the core of our hologenetic profile. It is so key to so much. And until we go to those spaces that we've been trying to avoid, that we've been running from since childhood, that we've been shoving down, we're just going to continue to repeat these cycles over and over and over again. And yeah, that's why I'm just so passionate about this work because we have the power to literally shift our trajectory as humanity with doing this work on an individual level. Oh, I love that. And I think money is just one of those things, just to summarize what you say, it's only going to amplify the suffering yeah. that you're already experiencing. So if you can truly embody the essence of like joy and fulfillment and happiness, money is going to amplify that too. So work on yourself first and the prosperity will come and then it will amplify this beautiful life that you already have. Exactly. Because I can tell you right now, like Jeff Bezos, Elon Musk, they're not like at a place of like an abundant mindset. Like that's, you know, otherwise we would see the wealth being circulated, you know? And so it's just going to amplify, like you said, your current state of being. And so what if, what if we did this work to heal, to amplify our frequency, to elevate that where it's coming from a more open-hearted place? What would be the world that we could create from that frequency? Life-changing. 
That's what I reckon. Absolutely. Randy, where can people find you if they would like to know more about you? I know you've got an amazing um, community and just can you talk a little bit more about where people can bask in your knowledge and your wisdom? Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for having me. This has been such a great conversation. So you can find me, the places that I hang out the most is my podcast, the Uplifting Podcast. I recently rebranded it to be my, what I'm calling the space for cosmic conversation. So we're really focusing on human design, gene keys, astrology, and the Akashic records. I, these are the conversations that really light me up and I want to make this more mainstream and like bring people into this conversation where we can really have these conversations where we're using this language to, to see life through, you know, so we can really start to elevate our frequency. So you can find me there, find me on Instagram. I am Randy Lee. I also have a free community, like you were mentioning, Embodiment by Design, where you'll get like my weekly newsletter that I post every week. I And yours is like... actually one of the newsletters <laughs> that I do read. I always love it. I'm like, oh, what's Randy got to say this week? And, and that's what everybody says. Like, honestly, they're like, your newsletter, I always read. I'm never going to unsubscribe because I... It, it I, it's the space where I can give more long form content like mm-hmm. my podcast and go deep with you on certain concepts. So, you'll, but you get all of that in my free community plus like additional free courses. It's just like a great space to be. So yeah, and then I have other ways you can work with me. You can find on my website, which is randylee.net. Awesome. And I will be linking all of those links in the show notes below. So if you want to go check those out, I highly recommend being part of Brandy's energy in general. I have learned so much from you. And um, I first discovered Randy through a human design series we did with Qatar. And it was just incredible witnessing you in your zone of genius there too. So yeah, so grateful to Qatar for introducing me to a whole world of people that speak the same language really am grateful for this connection and this conversation. I think it's going to, it's been one of my favorite podcasts. So thank you so much. Mm, Yes, I could talk about this obviously (laughs) all day, that open throat. I'm like, let's just talk about this forever. And that's why I love having these spaces to speak this language because it really is so transformational. So it's been such a joy and a pleasure to be here with you. Thank you so much. And We'll see you on the next podcast. Aloha. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Mind Your Hero podcast. We hope it's lit a fire within you to go after and achieve your dreams. If you loved this episode, we'd be honored if you would leave a review and share it with your friends on social media. As a thank you for sharing in our dream to inspire millions across the globe, we'll gift you a guided meditation that will allow you to step into the power of your inner hero faster than you could ever imagine. For daily inspiration, be sure you're following us on all social media platforms at Mind Your Hero. We've absolutely adored our time together on this episode and look forward to you tuning in again. Until next time, we wish you a magic-filled week.